Hello. I'm Sarah Story and welcome to Backstory. This is my new podcast where I catch up with some massive DJs, producers, broadcasters, singers and songwriters to talk about their careers, how they've adapted to the new world that we've found ourselves in, their new projects and of course their backstory. The live music industry is taking such a hit from COVID and over 2020 we've seen so many people lose their jobs, festivals were cancelled, nearly every single DJ was out of work and the artists who were supposed to have their year had that taken away from them. But we have the power of the internet, music, podcasts and so we can still listen and connect to the people that we love. The 8th of March is International Women's Day and to celebrate I will be bringing you an episode of Backstory every single week in March speaking to incredible and influential women who all work in the music industry. To kick off the celebrations my first guest is Baklava. She's taken the dance world by storm as a singer, songwriter, DJ and producer and I think you're going to see her name everywhere this summer. Here's what happens when we caught up. All right, so welcome to Backstory. This week's guest is the wonderful Baklava. So hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. I'm buzzing because we've finally got the news that we can go out on the 21st of June. I know, I can't believe it. It's, it's <laughs> I'm wild. still like holding out. I'm like, I need to make sure, like, I need to see it to believe it. But I'm, I'm so excited. So, so excited. I'm excited, but also weirdly a little bit anxious, actually. Yeah. And me. I was out for like the first time in ages the other day. And uh, I was like helping a friend out for this like socially distanced shoot she was doing. And yeah. it was, it was outdoors. So there was a lot of people there that I hadn't seen in like a really long time. And it was the first time I'd interacted with so many people <laughs> in a while. And part of me the whole time was like, oh my God, do I know how to speak? Like, do I know how to socialize and like make conversations? So I'm like anxious for like just all the, all the normal things that are like not so normal right now. Yeah. <laughs> that come back to. But it'll be good. I feel like it's going to be a very emotional moment when people are out and month actually. I mean, because everyone's just going to be out on the sesh for about a month, aren't they? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. This podcast is called Backstory. So to kick off the podcast episode, let's talk about your backstory. So give us a little bit of background into your career. Like, how did you get into DJing and singing and producing? Because you do lots of different things. Where did it all begin? So, yeah, I've basically been singing all my life. I got into, like, theatre and uh, musical theatre from a young age. And my dad got me guitar lessons and singing lessons when I was young. And yeah, my musical influences has always been really varied. And I think when I was younger growing up, you know, I also had influence from my parents and and their heritage and where they're from. So, you know, my dad's Irish, my mum's Lebanese, and I've got like Armenian on that side of the family as well. So I grew up listening to Lebanese music and, and Irish music as well. So I've been singing for years, big, big influence in all, all various styles of music. And um, I've always known that I've wanted to sing. Uh, I just wasn't sure like what kind of style, or, you know, what I wanted to make. And I got into dance music properly when I was maybe 16. And it was like when the kind of dubstep rise was happening. I just, yeah, I got really into dubstep. I had loads of friends that were going out to like dubstep nights and house nights. And then like, I kind of like discovered the world of house. 
And I was kind of going like back to front, like listening to loads of, you know, like old 90s house, like mm-hmm. to, to that point when I was 16. And it was kind of in like the kind of 2013 like era of house where the kind of like future house, future garage rise was happening as well. So yeah, I got like really, really into that. I'd never like thought about DJing until later on. So when I was, I'd like dabbled in it, but I'd never like taken it seriously. And then when I was like 19, I was at uni, my friends started getting decks. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have like a bit more of a go now and like, you know, go to their houses and just drop in. Oh, can I have a, like a little go? Can you teach me some <laughs> stuff? And yeah, so yeah, I've been DJing since then, you know, taking it obviously seriously from like in my 20s. And I'd never thought to put the DJing and the singing side of things together. I thought mm-hmm. I wanted to like be a singer, maybe like go down the kind of like R&B soul route. I wanted to DJ and, you know, do like, be like a house garage DJ and and kind of yeah keep like two separate like personas I guess okay like two different it's so two aliases yeah. yeah I don't I think I just got overcomplicated it for myself because I um I had like really bad advice from some teachers that were just kind of like I told them that I loved all these different styles of of music and you know I was I went to one of them and I was like look I really love soul funk disco I really love house and I like rock and I like you know all these kind of dance as well and I was like how do I you know bring it all into (laughs) one thing and they were just like yeah you can't and I was like oh okay and then in my head that just like stunted me for ages I didn't know how to write or like create anything because I was like no I can't do anything until I know what I want to do so I was just writing but not really like investing in who I wanted to be like as an artist at all and then it wasn't until you know I kept DJing and like singing again keeping it separate and it wasn't until like I met my team and my management and we just kind of like sat down and spoke about what I do it was literally just straight up like why don't I mix my worlds together and like sing and DJ and I don't know it was just something that I in my head I was like how have I never thought of this before like why did I why do I care so much about doing a particular thing it's maybe because there isn't anyone doing it really you know and 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 it's great that you're doing it yeah the yeah. people that i can remember from back in the day were dj yeah. ray who's on defected yeah, yeah, yeah and um abigail bailey who sings that you know abigail bailey yeah and i and i think it's really inspiring what you're doing because i sing and, and i dj and when i discovered you and seen what you did i was like this is amazing. Like, yes, there's a girl doing it. This is great. And your voice is incredible. So I think it's it's just wicked what you're doing. I think it's- Thank think you. It's really, it's really original. So before you got into the music side of things and you were doing it kind of full time, what random jobs did you have when you were younger? Oh my God, I've worked in every form of retail. And oh my God, the worst job I ever had was definitely- there are two really bad jobs. I worked in like, I, I vowed to myself, I would never, ever, 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 ever work in an office. And I honestly stayed true to my word for years. And then there was just like a year where I I went back to London and I was living with my parents and I was just struggling to find work anywhere. And it was just, I was I started doing like temping work and it was just like always just office jobs. So I worked in like, I worked in an office for maybe like just over a month. And I'm not even joking. I feel like that place actually made me ill. Like I went there and I was just, I, I'd never been so ill in such a short space of time for so like, you know, the whole month I just kept coming in feeling like unwell and like, I don't know, just getting like more migraines than ever before. Yeah. yeah, honestly, it got to a point where I was just, you know, I went to work one day and I honestly went grey and everyone was like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> In my head, I was like, oh, I can't, you know, I know I know what's wrong with me. It's this place. <laughs> 
Honestly, oh, it was what, so bad. What did you have to do? What kind of work was it in the office? Oh my God, I was a sales executive. And I <laughs> For what? I just, what were you selling? I worked, first of all, it's like this this massive company that had like different, you know, areas on each floor. So like one area was for retail yeah. and then another area was like gaming. It was the gaming one that was just kind of, I was just basically like selling tickets for like big events to pe- for people who like just had loads of money to go and fly out to like Tokyo or Amsterdam for these massive events. And like, I, I'm okay at sales, but I'm not like everyone else in the office that was just like, yeah. all right, let me talk to you now. I've got this sweet deal for you, you can love it. I was just like, I can't embody this person. Like, I feel like such a twat. And like the whole office just to me, like it's kind of like a bit like Wolf of Wall Street. I'd never like seen an atmosphere like full of just, I don't know, just it's too much toxic masculinity in the room. Yeah. And everyone was just like walking around with their little ear- earpieces, like shouting at each other, throwing shit at each other. And I was just oh, like, God. I need to get out so you're the proud founder of spin sugar um, it's a platform that promotes female and non-binary djs and you're including and you're inspiring more people to get into the scene which i absolutely love i wish when i first started getting into djing that this was around so i really rate what you're doing why did you start this platform I literally started it for this, you know, the reason you said, like, I didn't, mm. I didn't see any kind of um, representation, you know, anywhere at the time when I was starting to uh, get into the world of, you know, DJing and, and production. It actually started from my dissertation project. I was writing about women in the electronic industry. Yeah, the statistics of, you know, how many producers and DJs there were at the time was crazy like you know it's a bit better now but it's, it's still still incredibly imbalanced but I remember when I was starting I was like whoa like <laughs> there's <laughs> where are the producers they're not they're non-existent it's still you know and it's and it's still you know only improved slightly now yeah I think I was seeing more more and more female and, and non-binary DJs the more kind of like nights I was going out to in festivals but again it was still very minimal it was like one or two people on the lineup compared to at a festival is like you know hundreds of like male DJs and then you've got like the odd you know handful of women and every set that I went to see you know one some of the sets were like what did I see it was like back then it was, I went to some festivals and I always saw like it was like Flavor D and Hannah Wants and Monkey were the ones that like stuck out to me Annie Mac you know every set I went to I was just I felt really like inspired and I hadn't like felt that way from maybe seeing like a, another DJ do, do their set because uh, you know when when you, when you see someone that kind of like you know looks like you and represents you it's more I don't know inspiring so I'd only ever seen male DJs and I guess that makes me feel like maybe that's part of the reason why I didn't think about delving into DJing until I'd kind of seen a bit more female representation and I, I was like oh wow this is something I could do like I've never thought to do that it was all that that kind of pushed spin sugar and I just wanted basically more people to feel like they could enter the industry and you know, not feel afraid of their male counterparts looking over their shoulder when they're trying to practice and just having kind of like a safe space for uh, women and non-binary people to kind of, yeah, just want to start and seeing it's also to, you know, promote people that are starting now or already established and just showing that there are already loads of people out there doing it now and there's so many people you can ask for help and it's just kind of just shining the light on that yeah I mean I would have loved it I, I when I first started DJing it was just very male dominant and I felt really intimidated and then I remember meeting some girls in Leeds and they DJed and I was like oh, 
wow, you mix. Okay, amazing. This is maybe something I can do and they made me feel comfortable. So I really love that you've, you've started it. So lockdown link up, Danny Howard from Radio One. He's paired you up with the amazing techno legend, Alan Fitzpatrick. I know. <laughs> I mean, what what was the feeling like when you found out that this was happening? Yeah, mad, because, you know, Alan, Alan's massive and um, it was it's exciting. Like, we're from very different, you know, worlds of dance, but, like, that was just really exciting to me because I've never... I've never really like delved into techno um, side, like side as as an artist yet. So we're already like working on something, and you know, I was I was literally I spoke to Alan. And I was like, seriously, like do do what you do. And I'm just like I'm just so excited to like sing over like whatever you bring for this link up. So yeah, we've we've kind of already been going like back and forth, and yeah, I've got a little idea down already. But yeah, steered into a direction that's kind of you know met in the middle for us, but. Uh, works works really well so I'm really excited to like hear you know when it's all finished and what what we come out with as like a final result but um yeah he's he's well nice like you know we've just had like a few chats on the phone and we're both like on the same page of what we want to do so it's it I think it's sick and I love what Danny's done because he's really put you know obviously really established DJs producers with up-and-coming people new artists and also like worlds would your worlds have ever collided probably not maybe that's what I mean yeah 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 but it's sick I love you know I love that it's happened so yeah I think Danny Danny's done a good job it looks like he's done a good job as well with everyone else he's paired like it's just like a cool cool mix of people so yeah, yeah. excited he's, he's thought it through really well as Duke Dumont and John Summit is one of the pairings and I'm like oh, that's gonna be a summer like proper you can I can hear Capital and Kiss and everyone playing it I think you are such a great role model for girls like I said earlier you've been you've really inspired me and I just think it's refreshing what you're doing who is your role model and why um definitely there's gonna yeah i mean number one probably on the list is my titter my my grandma she's like not here anymore but she just like i think when i grew up i had i had like a really weird upbringing and i was just really like i got bullied at school i was really you know just i was a big weirdo so i think like even though i was bullied i was so my own uh, like world like away with the fairies kind of like type anything that I did that was a bit out of the box you know some other members of my family would like question me but like my titter was always just like yeah do you and I never had I think when other people talk about role models in their family like that I'm like you know I I always get you know a bit like jealous like oh that's that's so nice like I love that but I definitely yeah my titter was someone that just really pushed that and yeah I'm getting emotional now (laughs) I really yeah she was really like just kind of was just there and was like just here for the energy and like if I like dressed a bit wild or did something a bit wild it was like no it was never questioned which was cool I like my sisters as well is another two people that I like love respect and we're just yeah three like best friends were just like a really good foundation so yeah <laughs> that's great I love that she yeah. was so supportive and let you be you because I think as some people when they're growing up that they're not yeah. allowed to be themselves are they and like you say getting bullied and stuff like that that stops people from expressing themselves so I love that she was like that and she was just like yeah Go for, for it, sure be yourself, because that's the most important thing like and that's why it makes everyone unique because yeah. you're being yourself and it was really so strange because my my parents um 
were definitely like are definitely more traditional you know they were more so when I was a bit younger but more so than my than you know than my tita who who's older and it was just it was just so to me like unusual because normally you'd think you know if someone's a bit older maybe they're a bit more like old-fashioned and more traditional but she was just so with, with the times to me anyway brilliant yeah I love that this year for International Women's Day, the theme is choose to challenge. So they're asking, how will you help to forge a gender equal world? I know it's kind of a, it's a big question and I've been thinking about it a lot. One of the things that I've been trying to do is support women. I, I want to support everyone that wants to do radio and music, but yeah. especially women, because I know how difficult it is for, for women to get into radio. And it's, yeah, it's such a difficult industry. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm continuing to support and give people advice. If anyone's listening right now and they want some advice from me about how to get into radio industry, yeah. drop me a message on Instagram because I will get back to you. Hopefully if I, if I yeah. see it, I'll definitely get back to you. Um, and I've also tried to pull away from working yeah. with certain brands that have a bit of a gender yeah. balance within their companies. Cause I've just, I think as I've got older, I've just become more aware of it and I'm like, this is wrong and I don't yeah. want to be associated with, yeah, that makes with sense. those brands. Is there anything that you're going to be doing or you would like to do to kind of help forge a gender equal Um, industry? I definitely really want to push Spin Sugar more this year and create more of a community and kind of just network with more people, especially people that are kind of, you know, they've not really like found their way. They're literally just trying to start, you know, becoming an artist or want to learn how to DJ or learn how to produce. I'd like to kind of help people in, in that way. So yeah, I guess kind of just like connecting with more uh, women and non-binary people who are trying to join the industry and like just want, yeah, like same as you, just they want more advice and they want, you know, someone they can speak to, ask questions freely and not feel embarrassed by these questions. I think as women, sometimes we feel like if we ask a question, like we're dumb and um, because, you know, maybe our male counterparts might just, you know, know it or laugh at us. I think, you know, I, I've definitely had that feeling quite a lot of times. And I think the older I've gotten, I've just become a bit, you know, I'm unafraid to ask questions because I know it's like it's normal to ask questions and I'm not going to know the answer to everything and people won't expect me to know so I mean again like anyone that wants to ask me a question I'm I'm here I'm 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 always down to talk and give anyone advice who's um yeah interested in you know what we do and how they can also get in the same world yeah women supporting women yes absolutely it's, a, it's the most powerful thing we can do yeah supporting each other and because I think I was speaking to someone last week and I said to them that I feel like we've been conditioned to kind of go against each other and to to be afraid or not afraid but dislike yeah. strong women who were powerful and you know they men like to call yeah. them oh she's a bitch Bossy. Like, she's not a bitch she's just yeah, she's bossy. I'm like, no, she's just doing exactly the same thing that you're doing and you're not yeah. getting, you know, yeah. any grief for it. And I, and I do think that what we need to do is is make sure that we look after each for other sure. and support each other because that, yeah, that's the most exactly. helpful thing. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. What made you want to work in the music industry? Um, for me, it's never been anything else. <laughs> I think I've always known, like, you know, I, I've always wanted to be a singer in any way, shape or form, like... I was I was happy doing being a singer you know as a D with like with DJing being a singer on stage or in like a little little jazz bar club like any to me I could just envision it in any form and it was just always that was like I don't know like not to be cheesy but like my calling like any 
you know any other job I've done has um especially like the office one just made me realize so much more that that is what I wanted to do I had no doubt about it that music is like yeah what what I'm supposed to be doing um so yeah it's never it's never been anything else for me and I you know I I'm someone that really likes you know a lot of different you know I have a lot of different hobbies and I think there's like other things that if music wasn't the answer like I could have other worlds that I could delve into and probably enjoy but it wouldn't give me the same love and completion that that music brings to me so it's like just always been the answer (laughs) (laughs) have you ever had any doubts for me I doubt myself all the time and I'm like can I do this am I able to do this am I good enough to do this do you do you ever have those moments or yeah all the time for me doing a live performance is the thing that makes me go yeah this is why I'm doing what I'm doing this is this is this is it and that's why the last year has been so hard because you've not had no you know no one's been able to do any live performances really like only just here and there at like social distance so socially distance events that have you know been weird because no one can get up and dance and it's just a different different energy entirely and yeah when you don't have that kind of live element it's I don't know it's sad and I and I think you've got more time to kind of question what you're doing and got a lot more you know other other bits to be getting on with that are still enjoyable and and you know obviously connected to music and the world that you love but um for me it's definitely like a live performance is always if everything else is feeling on top of me that is the one thing that will never be stressful and I'll always enjoy it so I need that to feel secure and like in 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 what I, in the industry and what I do I think that's like the thing for a lot of people that are artists that's like the thing that kind of like brings it home I think I love to hear that you're so confident and comfortable with live being live as well because I know a lot of people can feel really anxious about yeah it, so it's great to hear that you're just like yeah 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 um, yeah it's I love it it's like what for me why I do what I do obviously like making music is I wouldn't be able to do what I do without that so I love you know I love I love getting in the studio and you know working with new people and um creating music is so exciting but um being able to just like play and sing to people and seeing their reaction and like how much they enjoy it is you know that's kind of like how you know like you know you're connecting to people and even if you're making music if you're not seeing people's reaction it's quite hard to know like if people actually, you know, rate rate what you do and, and love what you do and connect to it in some way. So doing stuff live, you can, you know, you can kind of feel that energy, which is important. Yeah. yeah you get that connection. You get that buzz. And yeah. Oh, can we come back <laughs> yes. in the 21st? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm so ready. We're going to be, I need to talk about, about the 21st yeah. June in a little bit. I'll come back to that in a bit. Can you tell me like any challenges that you face in the music industry and how you've overcome them? Um, I mean, the biggest challenge for me was just overcoming my insecurity with me as an artist and who I wanted to who I wanted to be and what music I wanted to make and just kind of I don't know like I've always had confidence but not enough to push myself out there and just get on with it and get going and just I think a lot of people struggle with just putting music out there and being completely unafraid of what people might say back to you know what the the reaction that they're gonna get and it might not always be the reaction you want and just kind of being okay with that so I think that's that's probably the biggest challenge I've faced and I've, I've I've definitely had moments where I've um 
had issues with misogyny in the industry mainly with doing a live gig and at the beginning when I was when I was doing gigs I was always questioned on whether I actually was the DJ for the night which was crazy to me um and luckily obviously I haven't had that in a while so I cannot tell you how many people have told me the same thing like so many women have said that like I've gone to my gig and the bouncer or the guy that's running the place is like you're not the DJ yeah yeah (laughs) it's so annoying (laughs) like there was one time where i actually got like looked up and down and they were like yeah no you're not and it's like what like why did you have to do that (laughs) why i was like looking at my feet and just (laughs) like looking me up and down how was that gonna justify if i'm a dj or not it's just a little like power move for that guy obviously Mm -hmm. he was like he had to like do that to show that he was just gonna make that decision. And I had to honestly, I was, I walked in, I was behind like five of my friends who were all guys who were all playing. And it was like a night that we'd put on together. I was the only girl playing that that night and they'd all gone, de- gone in and it was fine. And it was literally like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, going straight away. And then he was like, whoa, like, what are you doing? <laughs> It's just like crazy. So I actually had to call them to come back. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then- Are you all night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then one of them uh, came back and was like, yeah, yeah, no, she's playing. And they, only then, you know, when you have to get verification from another man to know, like for another yeah. man, for talking to another guy to know that that's actually yeah. what the deal is rather than like just accepting yeah. it from a woman. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> it's, and again, that is the same thing I keep on hearing that you need to have some kind of, you need to have a man there to then verify. Yeah, okay. Whatever the situation is, it's like, it's bullshit it's so bad like last year i can't believe this is even happening still but like last year a guy actually said to me and he he said he was joking but he wasn't because he said it so fast it wasn't a joke it was just like an an in a natural instinct he just was like you can't mix you're a girl and i was like oh my god no (laughs) oh wow what did you say do you know what, right? I was that shocked. I laughed because I mean, I would do that anyways. But I laughed and I was just like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can. And then I thought, do you know what? I'm not even going to stand here and give you any more like of my energy because I don't need to explain myself to you. You're a twat. No, I cannot believe that. That's crazy. Know, but like, like, what year is it? It just goes to show like, obviously that stuff happens everywhere. And it's, it's mad when like, I, you know, I have a lot of, um friends around me that are guys that will believe that that stuff doesn't exist anymore and it's like you can't even think that or say that that's that's so not true like unless you know it's you know there's a lot of people with awful stories like this and you know even outside of the music industry there's just you know all you know there's so many women with with a story of 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 harassment in some way and it's you know it will be it will be years to come before we can see a change but um i know like slowly and surely it's it's happening but we've got such a long way to go and in the industry it's you know there've been so many stories in the last year of um uh people that have suffered from men like on a you know on a night out um you know being either a dj or just someone in the crowd like it's it's crazy it sucks it's horrible yeah it is it is shocking there's a really good documentary on bbc one last week i can't remember the name of it oh um, yeah people have been telling me to i i haven't watched it yet but i really i really want to watch yeah. it it's bbc3 isn't watch it? it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. bbc3 um and i watched it and i can't remember the lady who was 
who was doing the documentary, but basically she was like interviewing lots of different women that worked in the industry, whether they were singers, they were producers, they were tour managers, whatever it yeah. is they did. And the stories that they were telling were just crazy yeah I'm, just, and I'm like and and these things happen that were happening weren't even that long ago yeah yeah and i'm sure it's, like it's really none of it is even like surprising because it's like it's sad like it's just how often we hear things like this and you think yeah you'd think now it'd be better but sadly not and it feels better as well now because we've had like a year or so without clubs and um you know no you know no one's had to experience harassment in a club because there's not been anything yeah. around so i just hope like Oh, I don't know. I hope when things are open again that we've got more of an awareness. And I know there are places like specific clubs that actually advocate, you know, a safe space and they they have regulations in place. Like, you know, Pussy Palace is one of them. And that's like, I respect that so much. I think more clubs need to have, yeah, just rules and regulations. And like, as soon as someone feels uncomfortable, they can just tell someone and that person is removed. And, you know, they know that what they've done is wrong rather than just getting away with it and moving on to the next person and harassing them in some way which is you know just disgusting <laughs> yeah it's, it's just it is it's ridiculous yeah um all right what is your favorite thing about being a woman oh my gosh oh that's such a good question i don't know i feel i feel really empowered as a woman i've i've i think it's taken me years to feel that way and feel comfortable in like my body and who I am as a person. And I think I think because women struggle so much with that, we have more, I don't know, We I feel like as the more older we get, we have more of a desire to want to feel confident and want to kind of connect with, um, you know, uh, our, our femininity and, and really embrace, um, yeah, who we are as, as women. And uh, I think, yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I just love like um, that I have no uh, qualms in dressing, you know, in a certain way. And I I, I put myself as someone that um, kind of likes to, um, you know, experiment with uh, the female and masculine parts of me. And I'm I'm really OK with not being like a girly girl which is something that um a lot of people i mean like all the people over the years have been like oh you're a bit of a tomboy aren't you and i just like it's like I, it's like oh it's not it's never as like it's always like as a dig and i just i've never i've yeah. never understood that it's like yeah and <laughs> so yeah I, when i grew up i i've got two older brothers and um, my grandma had a farm and i grew up with their hand-me-down clothes i used to wear their batman t-shirts yeah. and like their jeans and their wellies and everyone used to call me a tomboy I mean, I've, I've got, I'm sitting in a full-on Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, right yeah. Like, I love that. I'm comfortable. And I like being a girly girl when I, when I want to be. Yeah. But like, I, I don't see it as a negative at all. No, I actually, not. I think it's a really good thing. I feel yeah. like in touch with yourself. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, in the music world, I think for me, like music and fashion go really like hand in hand together. And it's, it's just fun mm. to like experiment with, you know, both those sides of things and music and fashion and that you can just kind of like, I just like to be able to like do whatever I want, wear whatever I want and feel like confident and in those decisions like now more than I did before. So I don't know if that's really answered the question, but yeah, just being like, yeah, just own, love own, being a woman. owning my female <laughs> presence in whatever form that may be. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> All right. So what track have you got on repeat at the moment? Oh, what am I listening to right now? I've just been listening to so 
I'm always listening to new music and like people that I've just like had on repeat for like the last year has been just like any music that's come from like Logic 1000 and India Jordan. I just really like love their stuff so much. Um, so yeah, maybe Logic 1000, I won't forget, has been has been looped for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the one I'm gonna go with. Amazing, great choice. Yeah, <laughs> really, really love her. She's wicked, yeah she's really great, yeah, she's great. Favorite dance track of all time? Oh, oh my God, that is so hard. <laughs> I really love, um, I really love, I'm just gonna choose my favorite like garage house tracks. I don't, I, if I, I can't choose one like as a, as a whole, just dance. Do you know how many people struggle with this yeah, question? Everyone's get, every, every time I ask it, everyone just gets in a tiz and they're like, ah, oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's <laughs> just so many, I don't know, for me, like it's important that I can just, Anything that like I can sing along to um, is yeah that's that's a big one. Um, the ordinary people, um, baby, you make my heart sing. That is yeah one of my favorite songs ever. What does that go like? Sing it's like, it to oh, me. Oh baby, you know you make my heart sing. Got me burn up, burn up inside. But it's so sick. Like I, it's just that hook is just like it's just it's like I on, need to on get a loop. On. I don't know why. I need to get it on. Like I'm, I'm like, why do I recognize that? I should know. Yeah, that. it's an it's an older track. I think it was like a late. I think it came out late nineties, or maybe maybe okay. it was like two thousand. But it's um, yeah, it's not. I don't I don't know how how popular that track is. It's definitely like I'm gonna go and hunt it. Yeah, down. it's big in like the garage house world. That's for sure. Anyway, like in that in that era when you know that was you know that was yeah. kind of like that crossover from. I bet house to I'll, I'll put it on. I'll be like. I know this tune. Yeah, yeah. Should I put it on now, actually? Should yeah, yeah, now? yeah. It'll, def- it'll <laughs> definitely be on YouTube somewhere. And also... Okay, so it's... Do you reckon it's on Spotify? Oh, oh no, I don't think it is, actually. No, okay. So we'll go We'll go on YouTube. Let's have a listen. So who's it by? The Ordinary. Yeah, The Ordinary People. The Ordinary People. And what's it called? Uh, Baby, You Make My Heart Sing. Baby, You Make My Heart Sing. Okay, got it here. There. Yeah, let's have a little listen. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't know this, but it's I like it. So good. Yeah, it sounds so crisp. Yeah, I've been playing that song nice. like since my like from yeah my first DJ set like till now. Like it's just I don't know. It just gives me that feeling like you know when you. When you're like hearing that that one tune, like, and then you're like you you close your eyes, your arms are in the air, you're like just completely like in your element. You're feeling the music. You're like, oh yes, I could just stay in this little moment. That's what that song does to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful yeah. description! That to me, I want to be like, there. Yeah, that's how I want to feel every time I'm in the club. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what that song does. <laughs> Well, that moves nicely on to June the 21st. Is that what you're going to be doing on June 21st? Yes, Just like in absolutely. a euphoric state yeah. all night. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> What's the plan? Are you going to go? I, I imagine you've probably got a lot of gigs lined up. Like, yeah, they've started coming oh, there, in. There will be. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely, it's, it's in the, they're all up in the air at the moment. So I've got some that, you know, I don't really know if they are going ahead or not. But um, obviously, you know, June 21st after that looks, looks likely. So... On mm. June 21st, I'm definitely going to just be 
out in some form and uh i'd like yeah i want to i want to go out somewhere if i can play somewhere that'd be great but i definitely just want to be out and seeing people and just doing yeah what i love to do sing perform i'd love to do that so even if that's just singing in a crowd somewhere i'm happy (laughs) honestly it's gonna be a moment in history like there's gonna be street parties it's gonna be a very wild week because actually the 21st is a monday so maybe the clubs are gonna open on a monday yeah people are trying to like (laughs) declare it as like a bank holiday because of Obviously, like, yeah, everyone's just waiting for this day. Yeah. And they just want to do something. So this Monday will be a bank holiday, hopefully, for now. <laughs> then I'm declaring it now. And everyone's taking Tuesday off. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't um, wait. If you could go to any club tonight, where would it be? Oh, my God, that is such a good question. Um... It doesn't have to exist. So it, it obviously it did have to exist, yeah. but not now. It, it could be shut down. My favorite, the favorite, my favorite place I ever went to. I mean, there's a, there's a few places. I'm gonna choose more than one. Fabric has a really special place in my heart. I've just, I've been so many times. Um, and when I was like really getting into like house, uh, when I was younger, like, and the second I could go out clubbing, my first night actually when I turned 18 was Ministry of Sound, which is, which was cool. Uh, obviously, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in Ministry now, so that's always like a nice thing that I like to like drop in there. Like, yeah, you guys were the first club that I went to. Ah, <laughs> but, um, that's lovely. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Fabric. And I, when I went to, I went to Ibiza. Um, when I was, how old was I? I was quite young. I think I was 19 or, or 20. Ibiza is obviously a really expensive place. And I was lucky and I had, my friend was already out there with her family and they invited me to to basically stay with them. So I had my accommodation like sorted. They like, the family, her and her family were like, yeah, we'll just cook dinner here every night. So food was sorted. And all I had the money for was to just go out and have a good time. And um, one of my favorite nights ever in all the nights out I've been to was definitely DC 10. Oh God, who who was I seeing? I think it was, I think I was seeing like, I've got a video somewhere and I know, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was Jamie Jones, but I did see, I saw someone and they were like, they made like um, a surprise appearance like they weren't supposed to be playing. Maybe it was like Melinda Brothers, but um, yeah, it was just such a sick night. Like it was, yeah. It wasn't like a, obviously DC 10 still there now, but um, yeah. it's not the like the sound a, system in there is incredible. Yeah, it's got kind of like an underground feel to it, which is, you know, I d- I'm not, I definitely prefer a place that's got kind of like a roomy, like small roomy kind of feel than like a big like warehouse vibe. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love places like that. There's something like really like nice and intimate about like a smaller room mm-hmm. um, and everyone just feels more like just the love is there in the room. Yeah, <laughs> in together. The room. And you can get from one side of the club to the other really fast and all your friends are probably just there. And it's like, yeah. there's a club in them, Dalston. It's not there anymore. It's called them um, the karaoke hall now, but it used to be yeah. called Dalston. Uh, not, not, not Dalston Superstar, but it's right next to there. What was it called? Dalston Tunnel. Okay. And it was like, the toilets were uh, horrible. Like, it was, it was horrible. It was like your dad's garage. It was just yeah. like... But it was amazing. And I went to so many parties there. And it was just a small little sweaty club with one bar, really small bar. But it was just a vibe. It was wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I do love the smaller clubs. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, before we finish, I'm just going to do a little game called This and That, which I do with everybody. I'm going to say two things. And you've basically got to choose one or the other. 
Oh, right, yeah. Um, well, then I have. Really simple. <laughs> yeah, you've played this before. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to play this or that? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm I feel ready. like I'm. I feel like I'm Joey on Friends. <laughs> like, you know when he does that game. Turn to the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So okay. Good. House or disco? Oh no! Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I can't. No, I can't. Wow. You have to. Oh my god, that is. Uh, wow, you've already like thrown a spanner in the works <laughs> with that. Oh my god. Oh, because they both give me like a, such joy. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Oh my god, why? I'm gonna. Ha- oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm actually gonna. Ha- oh no, I feel like it's life or death. These questions. <laughs> <laughs> We're only on question one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say. I'm gonna say. Oh no, I was gonna say house, but now I want to say disco. I'm gonna say house because it has disco elements in there as well, and mm-hmm. I and it's got a lot of disco songs that I love sampled into there somewhere so i'm kind of saying both okay but i love disco right. so much <laughs> I when i, I feel sad disco. i put disco on so maybe i should choose disco there you go disco okay so we're sticking with disco <laughs> it is the happiest music isn't it anyone that says they don't like disco i do not believe them i'm like how can you hate I, disco i don't so like them i'll refuse <laughs> to be them friend i'm like i don't trust like those people <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right disco um, i'm sticking okay, sticking to my gut yeah right summer or winter oh my god summer without question i hate winter <laughs> yeah it's depressing isn't it yeah. uh, studio session or djing at a big festival djing at a big festival dj set or because you do radio right you've done some yeah. stuff with yeah or, so dj set or radio show dj set festival or dirty rave festival love or money love <laughs> I can't believe I had to think. <laughs> I was thinking, she's thinking oh, about this love and money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, love. The 80s or the 90s? Oh, oh my God. Oh, no, this is another like really hard one. 90s, I think. Okay. Ibiza or Berlin? I'm going to have to say Ibiza because I went to Berlin. I've only been to Berlin once and I didn't have like the time the time of my life like i thought i would so i need to go there again and like have the same experience i yeah. did with iv first so i i'm i know that berlin is is up there i need to go yeah. again but i haven't had the experience i wanted so it's a Ibiza. very different clubbing experience isn't it like i went to the Bergheim just before lockdown and yeah it's have you ever been there Oh my god! I tried. <laughs> I did yeah. not It's 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 a mad club and it's a mad experience, but it's a totally different vibe to going to Ibiza. Totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you're in for the long haul when you go to Berlin. I mean, you are in Ibiza as well. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. No, I'd love to go. <laughs> but like, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I I went I went with someone that wasn't like as into like clubbing as me, so it's kind of like felt like I went as like a just I don't know like a like a holiday, but not for the right reasons that i wanted yeah. to go so i think yeah i need to i need to revisit for sure yeah 100 yeah. and make sure you go yeah. to Bergheim. yeah i still had a good time i just didn't get to like have the clubbing experience that i like wanted yeah. to have <laughs> yeah yeah wine or spirits spirits being single or in a relationship <laughs> i'm actually gonna say being single i'm in a relationship oh, but yeah. yeah but i i have said this to my partner like i like i think I I love being with my partner and that's why I'm with them but 
I always prefer being single just because I don't know what it is and maybe it's something I have to work on but I just feel like I don't know what it what the what the right like time for it is I just feel like more I don't know not confident but like I'm more like sure of I don't know I think what it is is I put my work and everything first which I've always loved to do and I know that when I'm with someone I like obviously my time gets more split and like that's a nice thing but I am so like work savvy that yeah when you're single like that's kind of like that's just like the one thing that you can focus on and it's just I guess like easier but um that's what I'm gonna say Maybe that's controversial. I love that answer because I couldn't agree with that more. Like, I've always been in a relationship and I've never, ever been someone who wants to be in a relationship. So I've always ended up being with people for long periods of time. And I'm like, I actually love being single, but it's not because of the being single part. No, it's about about the work thing. I love being quite, you feel more free, I suppose, but I love being in a relationship as well and 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 so yeah it is I think I think it's a good answer I think it's a really honest answer yeah which I, like. I, mean, I, I mean I'm not like afraid to say that because you know I've I've said that really openly yeah. to my partner and he completely yeah. understands it and like yeah. you know I'm with him because I, I like being with him yeah um but yeah but you know what? I, I did watch right and this 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 will make you laugh I watched an episode I've only seen a few of them of um Married at First Sight Australia <laughs> right so this, well. right so there's this guy on there and it I was a bit hungover when I was watching it, so I was a bit emotional. And he was like, he starts crying and he's like, why are you not in a relationship anymore? He's like, because cricket became before my relationship. And I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be him in 10 years time when I say, but radio and music became before my relationships. And I'm I'm fucking married at first sight. Like, (laughs) oh my God, I'm going to see you on there in like (laughs) five years time. <laughs> it really hit home that Sunday when I was hungover. I was like, oh fuck, oh god, I don't want to be oh him. <laughs> nah, you won't, you won't, you'll be good. <laughs> Whatever you want to do will be good though. Like anyone that chooses to, you know, live their whole life single or what just wants to be with someone, like each, each decision is justified, yeah. you know? So and it's, it's their it's own, you know? Whatever makes you happy. If you're not happy, That's don't exactly do it. it. No, for sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, Baklava, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's been wonderful. I feel like, I feel really happy now. I feel like I need to go and have a walk in fresh air and just really take in our conversation. (laughs) Good. No, it's been nice. I hope you've enjoyed me chatting your ear off. I have. I'm glad you've enjoyed me chatting your ear off. So that's good. <laughs> it's just been like, you know, it's just been so long that you've, since you've spoken to someone properly and then like, you just had all these like thoughts that have just been, you know, harvesting in like your, your mind. You just want to get it all out. So it's yeah. been nice to just, yeah, speak freely and get everything off my chest. <laughs> Big thanks to Baklava. I absolutely love that chat. Make sure you check out her new music and keep an eye on her socials for her lockdown link up with Alan Fitzpatrick, which I cannot wait to hear. And of course, all of her 2021 shows. And make sure you follow me on Instagram, Sarah My Story, to keep up to date with all my future guests. See you next time.